Hello, hello, good evening, good evening, long time no here. I am KG, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, and welcome to another, well, no, not another, welcome to the first podcast in almost a year of KG, the Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc Podcast. However, let me say from the jump, it's just a duo this evening, it's KG, me, and the fifth of Wildcat for a specific reason, because uh, we're going to spend most of this podcast talking about our friend and colleague, uh, Max Edison, who passed away on June 21st. So Doc will join us in future podcasts. In fact, full disclosure, listeners, I didn't even uh, notify Doc we're going to do this because I just want to get uh, Wildcat and my Thoughts on on uh, Max for this podcast. So, <clears throat> Wildcat, how are you? I'm doing as well as can be expected, sir. As well as can be expected. <clears throat> All right, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you knew Max longer than me. So how? Unfortunately. So how how long <laughs> had you known Max? <clears throat> oh man. Let's see. Steve McNair was in college. Uh, yeah. That was the first time I encountered Max, as they say. Uh, having a conversation in the press box. Uh, and he just, Max doing what Max do. He, he jumped in into the conversation. He didn't have no argument, but he had his, he had something he had to say. Right. So I said, well, okay, then, you know, this is back in the old days. At that time, I used to carry around a sports almanac. You see, young kids don't have a clue what I'm talking about. So I broke that out of my briefcase and said, show me. After that, he looked at me with a look. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, you proved your point? I said, no, I didn't prove my point. I said, fuck prove the point. Next time, you have your facts together. And after that, I got to know who he was. He found out who I was. And uh, he and his compadres from Sam Houston State, you know, because they used to talk pretty good about there, about the Southland. Because, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, I've worked with some friends of his and all, and other venues and stuff, but Max was always a leader. That was the guy that they looked all looked up to because he was the one that was outspoken. Uh, he he speak up, have his say. But you... You've been around him long enough to know that uh, that would happen. So we're talking early 90s because uh, Aaron McNair was at Alcorn State 91 through 94. Yep. <clears throat> so that's 25, 28 years. Uh, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, you, you definitely uh, knew Mr. Edison longer than, than me. Um, I don't remember exactly when I first met him and listeners. Um, I wrote a commentary, my first commentary at my website, a basketball for thought that I've done in almost 10 months. I wrote today. So you can go to, go to my blog via my Houston com website and read that. So I'm going to touch on a few things in case you hadn't read it already. If you hadn't read it, shame on you because it's on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, my Twitter is 
VHR review. But anyway, the first time I heard, well, we, I mean, cause let's get some backstory. He was, he had, he appeared on TV, worked for the Houston Defender newspaper. He was always dapper, but that booming, booming voice was so distinct. Whenever you heard it, you knew it was Max Edison talking. <clears throat> so one Friday, because this was way back when yesteryear, before my days at KCOH, fourteen thirty a.m. when I was at sixteen Sports Radio as a guest basketball analyst, and where I first got the nickname, where I was given the nickname "Ladies Man," was courtesy of Matt Jackson and Jeremy Foster on sixteen. Max called into the show, and. We know, Wildcat listeners, if you're hip to, to the facts, 610 years ago, it's gotten better in recent years, but years ago, didn't have people, too many people that look like me and you on the show, on the station. That's true. Unless, That's true. unless they were athletes. <clears throat> right. So Max called into the show and, and he's like, gentlemen, gentlemen, do my, uh, do my ears deceive me? Is Chris Gardner, is that a brother talking hoops on Sports Radio 16? And of course, Matt and Jeremy were, were silent because they didn't know how to respond. <laughs> and I, and I, I answered, yes, sir. Exactly. And I said, yes, sir. And Max said, well, um, well, great to hear. And it's about time you keep doing what you're doing. So I said, thank you. And yes, sir. So I recognize the voice from the call because I've seen him on TV and, you know, but then after that, we met face to face, probably at Rocky game, could have been TSU, Prairie View game, who knows, but it was basketball related in my case. <clears throat> so we met and we talked, you know, talk Rockets, talk TSU, talk hoops, talk NBA, um, hung out a few times, you know, Max and the cigars and Max liked to imbibe a few uh, adult beverages, specific adult beverages while we're talking hoops and discussing life and I would just listen to him and learn every time he had something to say. It was always pointed and had a point to it. So he was he was a cool dude, opinionated dude, Unapologetically black. Yep. Does not mean he was anti-white because he would speak truth to power and put anybody in check. Black, white, brown. <laughs> he would let you know where he's coming from at all times. You never had to, had to wonder what Max Edison was thinking because he would let you know. Yep. Yep. He respected your opinion and he respected you if you could back up your opinion. And that was the key. That was the key to the whole conversation. Because if you couldn't, you couldn't verify your facts, you might as well turn around and walk away. Not only would he get loud and let you know you were wrong, he put you in your place and send you on your way. 
And I mean, there's no question. So Max, Ralph Cooper, Mr. Baseball, AD, you, uh, Kim Davis, King Arthur. Was that six, seven people I, I, I named? Sam. Oh, ooh, forgot about Big Sam. Those are the folks, listeners, those are the folks who taught me what I know. Helped me to get where I am. Helped me to stand on my own two feet. Helped me, encouraged me to persevere and continue doing what I'm doing despite not making big bucks. Hell, any bucks. Sometimes not getting paid. Definitely what I thought I was worth on numerous occasions, despite phones being hung up in my face, despite being told no by, by uh, teams, by players, by agents, by media outlets, you name it. Max specifically, you know, would tell me, just keep doing what you do. You know what you're talking about? Just keep doing what you do. Keep pressing forward. <clears throat> we even participated in a panel. We were guest speakers on a journalism panel that Jerome Solomon from the Chronicle put together a few years ago for Prairie View journalism majors. And I was on the panel, but I was, I was, while listening to Max answer questions, I was, I was still learning from what he was saying, talking to the, the students um, who were there to listen to all of us. So it's, it was truly an honor to, to know him and get to know him as a friend because initially he was a mentor, then became a colleague, then became a friend. And, you know, he loved his, his family, wife, daughter, sons, his grandson. It was just brag on all of them uh, anytime he could. Sometimes, and Wildcat, me and you are, are, are old school in this sense that we differed from Max. Max would talk about, um, Houston teams, local teams in a we format. You know, with the Rockets, it were we. Coach Antonio, well, we seem to have gotten the right pieces this year to compete for a championship. What are your thoughts? I think that's not how I was talking. You know, I cover the team. Right. I'm not, I'm not on the team, but that's, that was max, you know, same with the Texans, with the Astros, et cetera. But max was so respected in his craft. I think, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Also, Wildcat, he traveled with the Astros on, um, Jim Crane's plane sometime the screen training. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. he was very respected and, and, he passed away Friday night on the 21st. And following that, um, the Astros, U of H, and the Rockets media departments all tweeted out or emailed, sent emails, recognizing, acknowledging uh, Max's passing, sending condolences to his friends and family because they respected Max and his work. So that gives you an indication of the kind of person he was and the kind of work he did. So I have no idea who was going to, 
I might even say, yeah, feel that spy, feel those shoes. So I don't know what the defender's going to do. I'm not sure what the uh, Fritz Pollard Alliance is going to do because he was he was big in that, Um, you know, and and Max was the the person who connected me with the guys at the radio show, radio station, radio show, really, in Rochester, New York at Fox Sports 1280. I met George at a Super Bowl networking function in February 2017 when Houston hosted Super Bowl 51. And it's football. Woodley, you know, I don't cover football. <laughs> but you also you, you also know Max. Max yeah. is only Max yeah. could. And I, I'm not gonna use I'm not gonna use the language as Max said. But Max said, KG, you need to be there. Yeah. Um I'm throwing it. You know it's gonna be you know it's gonna be nice because I'm throwing it. You need to be there. Yeah. Max. Yeah. You know it's football. KG, you need to be there. <laughs> okay. It's folks and I, it's it's folks you need to meet, yep. but I ain't going to tell you it's folks you need to meet. Right. So, sure enough, I showed up. Food was good. Drink was good. It was on point. I met George with uh, the station, and I've been a uh, regular basketball analyst on that show ever since. So, and we're working on bigger and better things with that station, with that show, hopefully. And listeners, as we return to more and more podcasts, Ideally, on a more consistent basis, I'll have more to share on that because I think last year, one of our last podcasts, I was, was discussing and referring to getting my own show. And that hasn't happened yet. It's still in the pipeline. Maybe something else in the pipeline, a little bit different, a little bit bigger than, than that. But it does tie in with, with the iHeartRadio. <clears throat> so prayers and rest in peace to uh, Max. Thank you for everything you've done for all of us. You know, personally, Wildcat, you can you can add it. Feel free to share any more comments and thoughts on them right now. Uh, it was interesting to watch Max cover a game. You sit in the press box and all and start making comments. He'd look around and he's like, you know what? We're going to all just all sit together. And make everybody feel uncomfortable. Cause that's just who Max was. That's true. <laughs> that <is> true. <laughs> he was just unrelaxed. <laughs> what standard he was set. He, he and King Arthur, between the two of them, they would always just show up, look around and say, oh, okay, let's make this, let's make everybody feel uncomfortable. We'll all gather up right here around about the 50 yard line in the press box. And if somebody come up and move us around, a tip that move us around, we just, we just get loud. And want to say, I want to see your boss or your athletic director. And that'd be all she wrote. And if you got five or six, uh, black folks and I was sitting in the press box and I'm just being real. Yep. That's just who you, that's who they want. You know, they would just say, sit down, get a seat and just listen. And then sit down, watch, make comments and all on players on the field, coaching staff. And, uh, in the process, and we're like, well, okay, that was good. And then at the post game, they would light into him. Like, coach, you had a good game plan, but what happened? When it all fell apart, what happened? They just be straightforward. Yep. And Max would be loud. And the interesting part about that, 
Nice for to put that microphone right dead in your face. And coaches be looking at it with that look in the eye. You can't have no dead air. Cause it's post game. You either got news cameras going, or you got a bunch of radios. And so, and see, cause I, I, Katie and I, we go back to the, the radio days where, where you had a uh, tape recorder and you were recording everything. And once they put that mic in your face, you better be ready to say something or you're going to get called out. Mike and King, they, uh, Max and King, they didn't have no problem with calling folks out. That's the one thing I loved about them both. And Max for sure, because that distinctive voice would carry out. You know, because uh, in the process, you know, Max did a couple of games, called a couple of games and all uh, as an analyst a couple of times. Right. He also had a uh, radio show over at KYLK back in the day before they went to Disney. But matter of fact, they were getting ready to go on the air when, uh, when that happened. He just made the change and all and didn't tell anybody. Max said, well, you know, folks is folks. It's their station. And he always said the same thing. You know, at some point, we need to get our own and do our own. That's right. That's one thing he and I had talked about for probably two years, getting our own show together or being a part of a, a sports lineup at a station <clears throat> featuring Max, me, Wildcat, Doc. I mean, there's enough, there are enough people that look like us in H-Town who know sports, Jim Hicks, that we could get it done, get great ratings, make enough money for everybody to be happy. But it just never, just never happened. <clears throat> so unfortunately, Kim, of course, I'm all, I don't want to forget about Kim. Um, while you were telling that story, I remembered Saturday, yesterday, I notified George and Nate, the brothers in Rochester, to let them know that Max had passed away. And they were, told me a story, which, well, okay, you know, this, this is just true Max. <clears throat> Super Bowl, I'm not sure if it was this past one, Super Bowl 52, but it was at a Super Bowl, at a black journalist function that Max organized. But he was late to arrive at the event. <clears throat> By the time he arrived, the food had already been taken up. <laughs> Nate and George told me, he said, Chris, Max, Max talked to the, the, Manager, head chef said, "Oh no, 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 no! You go, you go, you go feed me. I pay. You gonna go? Yeah. Right now, yeah, Much more colorful. I paid my money. I have, I have organized this. You go, go back there and bring me out some food. <laughs> and sure enough, that dude went back to the kitchen and fixed him a plate and brought him back out. <laughs> and to make it more max." He wasn't, he wasn't by himself when he got there. You go feed, you go feed my free, you go feed them too. As a matter of fact, you need to bring an extra plate just to be sitting on the side and go tell them who's something walked up. Yeah, I've been in that situation before. I done watched him do that. So that's Max Edison right there. You know, Gifford is his, his government first name, but that was Max Edison 2AT. So. Uh, once we hear of the uh, funeral arrangements, you know, we'll post them on social media and right. 
we're going to attend, and I'm sure uh, it'll be at Windsor Village Methodist. <clears throat> so we'll attend that and, and listen to the stories and celebrate the life of Max Edison. <clears throat> shifting gears. Well, I guess I'm not even sure I can sh- should say shifting gears now because I don't want to be lumped into LeVar Ball and his his idiot idiocy. But at some point, we knew this was gonna happen. Wildcat, you and I. I'm gonna say it straight up. At some point, we from the from day one. At some point, we in the business, and I'm I'm saying we in the business that look like you and me knew this was gonna happen. Oh yeah, it was just a matter of time. No question. You and I are two of the few people in sports media locally, hell, nationally, honestly, who give a damn about women's college basketball. True. We, you focus on locally, Rice and TSU, because you have a college sports reporter, St. Thomas, HBU as well. Right. I focus on, and Prairie View, I focus on Hell A&M as well, further up the road. I focus on yeah. U of H. <clears throat> and UT. True. And Baylor. But with U of H, a member of the American Athletic Conference for the past six years, they shared membership with the mighty Connecticut Huskies. Which was a main reason for me specifically, and I, and I thank you as well, to continue going to the women's final four and covering it, because we knew UConn. I mean, obviously you knew, but we expected UConn to be in the final four. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was just the the God sent given. Yeah, you know, and, and for for you get going down the road now, let me let let folks know how much this meant over a six year period. They've gone a hundred. And twenty and zero. Yep, in the conference. Yeah, in the conference. Let me say this one more time: UConn's women's basketball has gone over a six-year period, one twenty and zero in the conference. Well, Katie and I knew from the week before they even put the, the ball even got rolled out this very next season until this this next season coming up. And because God is my witness, I know deep down in my heart, whatever the conference games, how many conference games they got scheduled this year, it's going to be the same thing. Everybody's going to be trying, but it's going to be the same thing. Because the objective is going to be when we roll out of this conference, we don't want to be done lost now. One game. That's just the way they're going to look at it. And they're going to roll everybody up. I will be shocked. Beyond shock, if somebody gathers themselves one night and wins a game. Oh, you be, you, you go, <laughs> you're going to the extreme. I would be shocked if anybody in conference loses by less than 20 points this year. <clears throat> that's the other thing. Not only have they gone 121, their average score against their opponent and win. 
is averaging almost 40 points a game inside that conference. Meaning nobody has even risen up and challenged them. And when they did, basketball guard says, no, you're not ready yet. But I know one thing for sure. Whoever in this conference on a hot seat, after this season is over with, most likely a lot of coaches going to be given one year. And folks going to start making change. Because if you can't, can't win it, the year after you count, you can't leave, then yeah, the wrong person in charge on a women's basketball side. And I'm glad you said that. <clears throat> because if you reported, if you haven't heard, you've been living under a rock or in outer space and, and don't get global internet or internet universal internet <clears throat> UConn is moving to the Big East for basketball and other sports except football <clears throat> football at some point they'll determine what conversation what they're going to do uh, where it is UConn will not go down to the FCS level so they either go independent or try to go to Conference USA, the Mid-American, you know, hope and pray that somebody will take them out on as a member, football only. Good luck with that. <clears throat> but with UConn women leaving the American Athletic Conference, the conference will be a ghost town. <clears throat> yep. There's only one consistent program that is thought of nationally. That's the USF Bulls. UCF Golden Knights won 20 games this past season. Have a chance to be that second program to rise up. But if they don't, especially year in, year out, this conference will be a one-bid league. And your comment about after this season, after UConn leaves and coaches will be on the hot seat, <clears throat> let's just call it out, Wildcat. <clears throat> hey. One locally is, is Ronald Huey. Yep. UConn leaves. It'll be USF. Everybody expects USF to be the rise to the number one spot. <clears throat> Coach you in the Houston program need to rise up to the number two spot. You need to beat out UCF. I think they've lost to UCF last few times in head to head matchups. Can't do that. There's a lot, there's a whole bunch of talent in this Houston area, in Texas, in the state of Texas. If U of H administration cares about women's college basketball, then they'll start paying attention to what's going on in Coach Huey's program for a, an NCAA tournament berth. Coach Huey has reached the WNIT the last two seasons. That's okay. <laughs> but that's not the NCAA. Nope. If and you have a team, two teams, well, two programs, actually three programs breathing down your throat that are not in your conference. Two are in the same conference, 
and one is on is, is in another conference by itself. That's Rice, TSU, and Prairie View. Because by in one situation, basically they've got everybody coming back except one on the start, and they only have one scene on the starting side. They got a post, they got a guard. I call lightning and thunder. As long as they out on the feet, out on the floor, I'm not worried. Rice is better than U of H right now. Women's basketball. Oh, period. No doubt. Not not a question. With Cynthia Cooper, head coach of TSU, once again. Coach we have to, we and, and Coach Andy Pure Prairie View. We have to assume that Coop will bring in talented players and coach them up. <clears throat> if that happens, then TSU has a better chance of reaching the NCAA tournament than U of H. Coach Pugh had success last season and had a whole bunch of success previously in the SWAC. So she will not forget everything she learned in her previous years as a head coach. So one of those two, TSU or Prairie View, will have a, a consistent chance to advance to the NCAA tournament, to earn a spot in the NCAA tournament. <clears throat> right. So that means Rice, TSU, or PV will reach the NCAA tournament. If U of H doesn't, while those other two programs, two of those other three programs do, then you got to look at U of H and what they're doing, what, what they're not doing. So yeah. Coach Huey and the staff, the spotlight will be on them very soon. But if not, <clears throat> it simply means U of H administration cares more about football and men's basketball. <clears throat> and honestly, I'm, I think that's more the case anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So that's how that is. But we're going to wrap it up real, real quick here. UConn women, the last six years or these six years in the American home attendance average per season was roughly 8,500, Everybody else, nobody else in the conference averaged 2,500. So true. There were five so schools, five programs, and U of H is among this five that did not average 1,000 fans at home games each season. That should be another reason to wave a flag at what Coach Huey has done. And this past year, UConn played in Houston after Tita since the past two seasons, UConn has played in Houston. Two seasons ago, while Fertitta Center was being constructed, home games were at TSU's campus. UConn played at U of H at HP. 1819 season, UConn played and the Fertitta Center. <clears throat> those attendance numbers for those two games are roughly 3,500. You take that attendance figure out of, and then count the other home games for U of H, the UConn number is roughly one third to almost 40% of the total attendance 
for home games <clears throat> for U of H. So with UConn gone, I have no idea who fans will want to pay to see because barring a turnaround on the floor in terms of wins and losses, fans, Houstonians don't want to see women's college basketball teams. Not, see, not named UConn <laughs> or not named Baylor or not named Texas A&M. Now you got to schedule those three. You got to schedule one of those three every year with a home-and-home home situation. You, 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 you basically have to, because without UConn coming in on that rotation, you don't have anybody else that you can, you can invite in. You, you just don't. You got to go ahead and talk to Texas, Baylor, or a and who their fans will actually, they'll, they'll show up. They'll root for the other team, but they'll show up. They'll come see him play. You got to figure something out quick. And you got to get it done before this season is over with. Because once those, they're scheduling out, you know, next, the, 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 the next, what is it, next year? Yeah, 1920. You got to have somebody coming in. You got to have somebody coming in. Because, put some in the because without it, the American, Teams in the American, U of H yeah. specifically, we will truly be the tree that falls in the forest. And if nobody's around to see it fall, it doesn't make a sound because no one will care. And that includes me <clears throat> because if U of H stops winning, it doesn't give me a reason to cover the games. Why go? I can go to Rice and see winning, winning basketball. I go to TSU and see winning basketball. Some competitive basketball at that Texas Southern. Because one thing about Coosie, they ain't going to be out there just standing around looking. That's just not who she is. That's not the way she played. That's dancing, not the way she coached. So, and with that, we're going to wrap it up in a very e- eclectic mix because Max would not be thrilled with us spending so much time or as much time on himself, on <laughs> nor women's college basketball. He'd be like, KG, why, why are you, why are you even going to women's final four, man? Why, why are you doing this to yourself? Why, why are you going? You know, so, and I just tell him, I said, oh, man. Not many, not many other, not many folks cover it, and especially not many of us cover it. And then he's like, "I understand. <laughs> you do what you do. Keep doing what you do." <laughs> so, but, but he would also come back with, "Y'all got to have a reason for going. Y'all just ain't saying, but y'all got to have a reason." For going. Oh, he would always say that. And you know, he, he just did that looking all at night, and when he's walking off over his shoulder, y'all just got to have some reason for going. So you know, and that is true. But those reasons are beginning to dwindle. And honestly, we are not tied to continuing to go to Women's Final Four. So that's just reality. But this is KG of Houston Round Bar View, website HoustonRoundBarView.com. Wildcat, how can folks find you? You can find me, and I will be making a post on 
um, after this podcast, um, later this evening, later this evening, online at the College Sports Report uh, blog, AKSV BCSR. Um, right now, the videos and all are on YouTube. They'll start to fall back in next month. Oh, by the way, you know, football is coming on. KG, when you finish up, you can also mention about uh, the uh, August event for the NC2A. But uh, right now, I've gotten, uh, as I was checking today, I've got my confirmation for Conference USA, uh, the American, and now the, the, the American Football Media Day will be in Newport, Rhode Island. And as uh, we're supposed to find out, when we get there in July, uh, whether the conference will continue to stay, uh, keep going up there for football media day. The only other question KJ and I have is whether the basketball will still be going to Philadelphia or will they be moving over to uh, Dallas or Fort Worth because they're the, the American conference in the process of getting ready to move south, which is what KJ and I have been wanting forever and a day, but they're moving south for the wrong reason. Football. Oh, we kind of like love going up to Philly doing basketball season. It wasn't bad. And I'm waiting on the Southland. Uh, I got my SWAC application. I'm in the process of filling that out today. And a big prayer. And videos and all will start up on Football Media Day next month. The first one will be around the 15th of July. And it'll be a bunch. And folks, I'm out. And it, Wildcat touched on it. Um, August, what is it, 20th and 21st. Once again, yeah. uh, Wildcat and I have been invited to participate in the NTA Women's Mock se- Selection Exercise. Way st- things stand now, both of us are going to go. Uh, one reason that we stopped doing podcasts was because of my mom's health and situation. So, as long as she's healthy enough, considering and has somebody, a uh, caregiver, care provider to be with her, I'll go to Indy for goodness knows fifth or sixth time for mock selection. And I think this one would be where they will introduce um, a new metric like right. the men's basketball right. had this right. past season. I think they're close right. to it. Um, it was discussed last year, and I put on Twitter. My hand was slapped uh, for posting it on Twitter, and it was I was asked to remove it because it hadn't been official yet. They go public with so, and folks, that's how we do things. We get information. We ain't afraid to this. You know, so nobody on the nobody on the committee said it was off the record. So while they were talking, I put it on Twitter. So you know. But my hand, like I said, my hand was slapped by the NCAA. I took it off uh, nicely and politely. You know, I wasn't yelled at or scolded. You know, simple. Chris, can you remove that tweet? It's not official. Yes, so no, no problem at all. You know, <clears throat> but yes, people, that's how I roll. Um, being at the NCAA, I do things like that, publicize tweets like that, post tweets like that. But the NCAA also respects me enough to ask me to uh, remove posts like that. So clearly, they follow me on Twitter folks, H-Town. So I'm going to throw some rocks 
at people unofficially. But where y'all at? Some of y'all said you're going to invest in the Houston Round Bar View. You still haven't done anything. Some of y'all have don't even return phone calls or, or social media uh, messages. So you know who you are. I'm not going to call any names, but you know who you are. And you're being real shady right now. But uh, that's all right. I'll keep, I'll keep you in mind. Don't even, I'm not even going to sweat. I'm not even going to trip. But I know who you are. So <clears throat> going to wrap it up. So I guess I'm going to channel my inner, inner Max Edison now. And uh, let folks know. So I'm not taking this this crap anymore. So uh, we're back doing podcasts. Hopefully we can do this on a regular basis because what we have to say needs to be said, needs to be heard by people in age town specifically because there are certain spaces in here. Some of y'all forgot. Some of y'all forgot who I am. Some of y'all forgot what I used to do. So I'm going, I'm here to remind you who I am, what I've done for 25 years and what Wildcat has done for, for longer than that. Because some some people still behave as if we don't know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. So yep. you you go and keep thinking that we're going to remind you and prove to you who we are and that we, we know what we're talking about. So that's how we're gonna wrap it up. In conclusion, <clears throat> as I used to do all the time, but I'm back saying it now. Be true. Be cool, and do more.